Welcome to Author Express. Thanks for checking us out. This is the podcast where you give us 15 minutes of your time and we give you a chance to hear the voice behind the pages and get to know some of your favorite writers in a new light. I'm one of your hosts, Kathleen Basie. I'm an award-winning musical composer, a feature writer, essayist, and of course, storyteller. Let me tell you a little bit about today's guest. As conditions of family and community dysfunction rise in society today, Leslie Kane's debut novel, Secrets in the Mirror, tackles these issues in a gripping genre blend of family saga and psychological suspense. Spanning 11 years in the lives of identical mirror twins as they age from teens to men, the novel deals with the challenge of finding one's own personhood in the face of domestic and narcissistic abuse. Indies Today has said that the novel toes the fine line between sympathetic and terrifying, while U.S. Review of Books says it successfully exposes the harsh truth about physical and emotional abuse and its psychological effects on one's self-esteem, self-worth, and growth. Shaped by Kane's background in psychology, the story carries trigger warnings as it grapples with the emotional and psychological damage to each family member, and ultimately with physical dangers as well. Praised for its thoughtfully developed cast and complex and layered characters, Kane's novel has earned multiple finalist awards and many five-star editorial and reader reviews. In the end, Secrets in the Mirror considers the imperative to save others versus the struggle to save oneself, and finally asks whether the chain of multi-generational abuse can be broken. Welcome, Leslie, to Author Express. Glad to be here. This is such a timely story. So before we dig into the book itself, let's learn a little bit about you. Tell me what the most interesting thing is about where you are from. Well, I'm living in San Miguel de Allende, Mexico. I'm originally from the U.S. I'm officially an expat. San Miguel is a mecca for the arts, all kinds of arts. Music, literature, dance, uh, theater, um, art. It's just, it's a fabulous place. It sounds wonderful. And a lot warmer a lot warmer than it is where many of us are right now, I'm sure. I'm sure, but we have cold <laughs> winters too. <laughs> so tell me something about you that other people would find hard to believe. Uh, one of my very earliest memories was of using a two-holer behind a coal mining shack in uh, Shinston, West Virginia. Whoa. Yes, I lived there for about between the ages of three and five. Huh, that's very interesting. So did you have a family connection to the mines or was um, I was living with my aunt at the time. All right. So let's talk about your book. This is a weighty subject matter. Tell me what was the hardest thing about it to write? I think probably the most challenging bit was to dig down into the multiple layers of emotion that the main character experienced at the hands of being bullied by his father and abused narcissistic abuse, which is a very serious condition from his twin brother. Of course, that is made more difficult by family connections. I mean, you're supposed to love your brother and your your identical twin you're supposed to love your father and so when your father tells you you're a loser and your twin brother tells you the same thing 
And then narcissistic abuse is a whole nother layer of, of abuse uh, that denies the victim's reality. And I haven't experienced the narcissistic abuse. And so it was hard for me to dig down into the layers of Gavin's psyche to represent that effectively on the page. And then, of course, his twin brother had narcissistic personality disorder. And, I mean, we know people who have narcissistic personality disorder, don't we? <laughs> and so um, we know what it looks and feels and sounds and tastes like from the exterior. But I also had two first-person point-of-view chapters for each of the twins. And doing the first-person chapter for Devin, the one with narcissistic personality disorder, since I've never experienced that myself, that was a challenge. But, you know, it was really kind of odd. Once I got into it, I found my vision, my words, in that being almost as crazy as Devin. I mean, it, it just, it came out that mm. way. So I surprised myself on that. I think it's pretty amazing when a character becomes so enfleshed that they actually, it, it's like they're not writing it, they're writing themselves and you're just channeling it. Oh, yes. And that's totally the way it happened with Devin because otherwise I would not have been able to project what he really was like. After I finished one chapter in his voice, I turned to my husband and said, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> so did, did the idea for this book come, you, you have a background in psychology. So what does that mean? And how did that impact the genesis of this book? Well, I, I majored in psychology in Wellesley and I was sort of mentored by my abnormal psych professor, who was also the head of psychology at McLean Hospital, which is Harvard's teaching hospital for mental health. And so she fast-tracked me to a certificate, and I worked for a couple of years. The inspiration for this book, I know someone whose two daughters who were otherwise very close as they were growing up. They were only about a year or two apart. But as they matured, the older one began having behaviors that were narcissistic. Mm. I mean, and there was gaslighting on her sister. Narcissistic abuse, mm -hmm. basically. And it tore the family apart, tore those two apart. Really was painful for the parents. And so that was my first inspiration. And then, of course, further inspired by the rise of narcissism in today's society. And what is it that you hope readers will be able to take away from this? Because this is a, you know, this isn't, this doesn't sound escapist. It sounds like it has a purpose behind it. It definitely does. So the narcissistic abuse was only part of it, really. When you take a look at the whole family history where the paternal grandfather came over from Italy and tried to shed the influence of the mob 
unsuccessfully and had to go along with them and transferred this macho Italian mob culture to his sons, which then made the twins' father, Tony, behave in mob-like ways. So he decided that one was going to be the winner and at all costs, cheating, lying, whatever, to be the winner. Accomplishing things, no, no. You just have to be the winner by cheating and lying and being tough. And the other one had to be the wimp, the loose one, had to take care of the winner. And so it was a multi-generational thing. And this is not the only sort of sociopathic condition that is passed down in generations. There are other kinds of neuroses and behaviors, you know, dysfunctional behaviors that are passed down from generation to generation. And the children become the victims in each generation. So I wanted to show that at some point, someone, even if they incur damage in doing so, must break that chain of multi-generational abuse. Mm. The other message definitely is it's difficult when you're connected to someone and really love them to decide that you're going to save yourself versus saving them because sometimes they're not salvageable. So it sounds like you hope that this will have a positive impact on the world. I hope that lessons will be conveyed and received and thought about and done something about. And probably just recognizing it, what we've learned in the last few years is that we all have mental health challenges. It's just a matter of how much. And sometimes you really just have to recognize it in order to start the process. Right. Well, the best response for me that I got to this book was I have a couple of friends who are psychologists and their response was, you nailed it. That was it for me. That's got to feel good. Oh, yeah. yeah. So tell us where is the best place for people to come find you if they want to look you up or look up your book? My website um, is, and I also have an author page on Facebook. Of course, I'm on all the social media. My website is Leslie Kane psychfiction.com. Leslie Kane psychfiction.com. Okay, Correct. very good. Okay, so in closing today, why don't you tell us what book or story has inspired you the most? You know, Barbara Claypole White books do such a great job of getting inside of the psychology of the characters. For sure, yeah. And her, I especially loved Echoes of Family. Now, all her books are fantastic, and each one of them successfully and uh, realistically delves down into the psyche of people who have mental health disorders. So I think that has been the most inspirational for me. 
It's a good choice. So people get to walk away with two books to to look up today, yours and Barbara's. (laughs) All right. So thank you for being with us today, Leslie. And thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you'll take a second to give us some stars or a review on your favorite podcasting platform. We'll be back next Wednesday. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Author Express Podcast to see who's coming up next. Don't forget, keep it express, but keep it interesting. <laughs>